and it's episode 135, Red Leaf Retrocast. I'm JD. Colin, you're here. Joey, it's your theme pick today. What, yes, it is. What horrendous things have your have your mind concoct to put us through today? Well, I just wanted to bring pain. We haven't played enough bad games, so I bring two bad games to the table today. Yeah, not one, but two. Great. <laughs> yep, I'm surprised we didn't play one of them already. With how I guess infamous it is. Sure, I'm surprised too. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the theme that you have written down here is DCEU. DCEU. Of course, it's a play on the DCEU, which is also collapsing. And then hopefully restarting, but they're carrying along the wrong people and shutting down the movies that are actually good. So, good yeah. times. So, let's celebrate that with some of their greatest games they've ever created right why why <laughs> one was made by let's see, I'm, I'm i'm staying away from naming them directly for dramatic effect but uh one was made by chemco never heard of them and another you, you was by titus interactive chemco made such games as space hunter on nes um, they made Top Gear and Top Gear 2. Mm. You know, great. A lot of Top Gear games. Yeah, who could forget, right? <laughs> <laughs> what else? That? Yep, nope, they haven't really made anything. Cool. So, what has everybody been up to the last two weeks? Um, well, this week I went the wrong way twice at work, and yesterday got a tooth filled. <laughs> Your life. Yeah. It's filled with yeah, excitement I've... and wonder. <laughs> yeah, and on Thursday and Friday I was working in, in a different city than I normally do. I would have normally taken a highway that goes north-south, but out of habit, I went on a on the toll highway going east west and then i ended up getting to the getting to the map 20 minutes late yeah. super exciting i know yeah it's fantastic uh what video games have you been playing <laughs> <laughs> i've been i've been playing uh theater rhythm final bar line which is the uh final fantasy music rhythm game and it's a lot of fun. Do you have a favorite song? I've only been playing up to the... I've only been able to unlock like Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 13, and Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2. So, I guess if I had to pick a favorite... <laughs> uh, the Gold Saucer theme? Remind me. But, do 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 Oh god, he's actually sounding out. <laughs> hey, you asked. I delivered. Uh, you know what? You're right. I fell into that. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah. There's even uh, DLC packs for different uh, square properties. I got the ones for uh, Near Automata and The World Ends With You. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. 
And down the line, I may get the Chrono Trigger ones, too. Oh, got to get that one. A game I still Absolutely. need to beat. Just add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I also uh, finally got Jeez. gunky throat today for whatever reason. Yeah. Finally got back to God of War 2018. I'm at the part where they start traversing the Frost Giant's corpse. Oh, that like shit's calmer. Yeah. The whole game's cool. Spent, for sure. <laughs> I ended up spending a shit ton of time just going on all kinds of different side quests now that the giant world snake finally drained the lake down to a lower level. There's so much more stuff to access. That's my favorite time because you just listen to the stories. Yes. Yeah. Run around doing side quests. Yep, grabbing all the upgrade sap and just getting all the equipment upgrades too. Feel like more of an ass kicker now because I'm actually able to beat some of the enemies that come through those dimensional tear things. But yeah, I'm getting started on the Frost Giant Corpse. I think it was Thamur. And it should be an interesting time. And that's, that's really all I can think of. Yeah, I really liked uh, many of those types of sections in God of War. Uh, that was one of the more standout ones. The World Snake itself is just a really cool concept throughout that world. Uh, and then I would say that, uh, what is it, the si the Siren? No, it would be the Valkyrie section where you're in like the maze. That was very memorable as well. Yeah. I shall look forward to it. Yeah. Joey, how you doing? Yes, doing all right. What you been up to? <laughs> why do you want to know? Really, really giving me an awkward pause there. Yeah, of course. Why, why would I give you anything? Okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> friends, friends talk. No. Live podcast recording. No, 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 no. No. This guy is subjecting us to two of the worst games we've ever played, so why are you expecting <laughs> anything of him? Well, right you are, yeah. Colin. <laughs> I, am, I am just a <laughs> fool today. <laughs> I've just been chilling. Been playing Satisfactory, a little bit of EverQuest, and then you got me into 2K23 PGA Tour. Yay! Hooray! Oh my god, so uh, the new golf game came out the ea one yeah, <laughs> the competitor to 2k and it's getting torched in reviews is it because i saw one that someone liked it more and then i was like did i buy the wrong one no 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 no. trust me you, you <laughs> bought you you bought the right one out of my sick curiosity i didn't buy it but i did find a way to demo this sucker and it's nowhere near as in-depth or interesting as uh, 2k is for pga I'm surprised that both make PGA like they don't have exclusive. Um, yeah, I guess that's one way to to look at it, but it's it's really all about kind of the the branding of the courses and kind of things that they can do in the game. Like EA is the masters, so that's kind of their selling point. Is the more, I guess it's they're they're both trying to compete for simulation experience, but. If you got the whole 
aspect of famous courses and famous rounds, then uh, you can, I guess, sell better. But that'll be a good but, game. I mean, <laughs> 2K has a lot of the actual courses, and oh I mean, yeah, they got are... they got Pebble Beach and everything. Yeah, so I don't, yeah. I really don't like. It just seems like they're selling the same game twice, and you just need to find out for yourself which one's the better one and i think 2k yeah. is significantly better especially with the custom course designer you can just you can just I fuck mean, around with is tiger good in ea one because sometimes he's godly in the 2k that you can't do shit against him my well, first okay. masters tournament i i was winning and then i was losing a tiger and i caught up and then in two holes he got minus four across the two holes he got a hole in one then he got an eagle on on par five, and so then I fought back, got into a playoff against him. The first hole I had a birdie just to tie him. The second hole, my second shot didn't go in, and I lost. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so the AI in these, and I was playing on easy as that day because I was getting my ass kicked the first two days against. So I'm like, let me turn it down to easy and see if I can catch up. So even on easiest, he's dropping hole in ones. Okay, but. In the, so the thing about e, <laughs> the, the, not EA, uh, this PGA golf game is you have as you're going on tour with my career and your player, uh, which I wish you could just pick. I haven't figured out how to like actually play with some of the pros that are in the game, but I haven't really searched for it much either. But I wish you could do my career with one of those players rather than like just your player. Yeah, <laughs> like actual people, and you can build off them but anyways uh you have your little custom character and you have rivalries across the tour and you beat them or play against them uh in a round in conjunction with the uh yeah the only thing i don't like about that right when you beat them all it just starts right back over yeah kind of so like they go through them again and I, I, I just stopped picking up rivals because I got tired of the same commentary. And let's see what their rival has done. Oh, they have to do this to close the gap. Bitch, I'm up 10 strokes on them. Like, they're not catching up. Yeah, right. Well, what I noticed is the AI, when it switches always to them, it's never like they're making uh, a good drive and then a good setup shot to make like an eight foot putt. No, it's always they're in the bunker. They have to make yeah, they're a par. In the <laughs> And it's always a chip shot, save, or birdie, or eagle. It's never anything in between. <laughs> no, I've seen them miss a few times. They're like, oh. And there's like, they missed by like a foot. So their ball's a foot away from a birdie shot. And then somehow they double bogey. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Things like that <laughs> makes zero sense. My favorite I've come across was I was playing against Bubba Watson. He's four feet from the hole. And then it goes, let's check in on Bubba Watson. And I'm like, ah, okay, he's going to get a birdie on this one. And then it shows him hitting a sand wedge on the green. <laughs> and he just blasts it over the hole. And he gets like a triple bogey. I'm like, uh, there's something wrong with the AI in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the things. It's hard to even put on like a setting because easiest, once you get a, like a one stroke lead, they never catch up. Easy is kind of the same way. Normal, once you get like two or three strokes ahead, they never come back. But hard, they're like, nah, we're going to stick around. And then randomly people will just jump ahead of you. So it's hard to find a good setting that actually feels right. Yeah, the difficulty just isn't isn't there, for the, at least in that aspect of the game. In terms of like the competition and what you just kind of have to do to get 
into a high ranking or win, that seems to be a little bit better. But even even so, it's never really the same people up at the top. It's just kind of random. They didn't do a lot of work in that. What they did do a lot of work in is clearly the um, like microtransaction type areas, which sucks. Yeah, all the clothes and whatnot, and which I don't really care. I bought a couple because you get. I don't know if it was from just leveling up or whatever. Had some coins, so I bought the most ridiculous shirt and most ridiculous pants. So my guy is kind of like Caddyshack looking. He has random designs while everyone else is like straight laced and solid colors. My guy's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's. I I have a lot of fun with the game. I like, like, clearly it's a game that's taken a lot of lessons and tries to get you to learn about golf while you're playing. I do like a lot of the commentary through a lot of, through a lot of it, especially I, when I you like get on the green. When, when they describe the holes, I like like listening to them on that. Yeah, I really feel like I'm being educated on the game of golf, especially for someone that has uh, seriously picked it up <laughs> this year. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's very nice, and I can actually look, go to a golf course, look at a hole, and kind of figure out based on my my game at this current level how to approach things. And obviously, of course, I got to hit it right first. That's number one. <laughs> I'm get way better at that. Uh, played the last couple of days on uh, the courses here. I played a uh, nine hole par three course just to work on the short game. That was a lot so of like fun. A, a chip and putt. Yeah, yeah, like um, every, just about every hole is between ninety and one hundred and thirty yards, give or take. Yeah, so, when I was growing up, with the pool we used to go to had the nine-hole chip and putt that we used to do as a kid. Yeah, it's 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 a lot less daunting and walkable, but that's the kind of game I need to kind of do. I'm that might be my new Friday thing is like after work I'll just head there because it only takes like an hour, hour and a half to to complete it. Because it's so short. Meanwhile, if I go to my uh, club that I joined, it's fancy joining a club. I joined a club that was affordable and not fifteen to thirty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was only ten thousand dollars a year. Mm. Now nah, this was like three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, way way easier. Just use some bowling winnings. I'm like, here you go. All right, <laughs> this is a place I'm going to. So yeah, I've been playing nonstop uh, PGA 2K23. That's what I was doing. Um, not a lot of not a lot of other games besides the podcast. Just a lot of golf, trying to really improve my game. I did do a tournament uh, the previous Saturday here. That's um not a scramble per se, but it's. You're on four-person teams. You're putting a uh, like a rank, and your four-person team has an A rank, B rank, C rank, and D rank, and you try to get combined best score, lowest score, if you will. And uh, we won. The team won. We won by one stroke. I went absolutely nuts. I had five birdies on the eight on eighteen holes. Jeez. As a D rank player, <laughs> and people were like, "Wait a minute, hold on." That isn't supposed to happen. I'm like, I've been no. practicing. Yay. <laughs> and then I that's, followed it up yesterday with um, every hole I got a bogey except one in which I got an eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just everything's bogey. And then you look at that one. And you're like, oh, <laughs> is that past the limit? What's the stroke limit? 
on a par three. Oh, that wasn't on a par three. That was on a par okay. four. Yeah. Okay, so it was only triple four. bogey or triple quadruple bogey. <laughs> right. I got plus four on that one. Yeah. Um. Usually, people just say, "Okay, once you hit like ten, you're done." But I think the actual stroke limit is twelve or fourteen, something around there. Really. So lots of golf, lots time. of golf in my life. I would just have to write down the stroke limit for each one. <laughs> no, Joey, you have to go out there and practice. Practice your ass off. Get better. Yeah, but then I have to buy clubs, and then that means I'm committing to it. Well, I bought I bought an, a decent little set. Uh, they're clones of TaylorMade's. Um, about three years ago, and then COVID hit, closed everything down essentially, and I just wasn't really motivated to go out there. I still went like four times a year. So, do you, do you just golf by yourself most of the time, or do you just pick people up from your club? Um, when I go to the club, there's always someone to golf with, but generally, I have I have a couple people at work uh, that are also members of this club. It's kind of how I found it. So we all kind of go there and ask each other when you're when you're going. Are you going after work and whatever? And then we go. But um, at the the par three course. I just kind of showed up and then ended up golfing with a Colombian who has never golfed in his life before. And then a guy who just moved to Rhode Island a couple of years ago from Edmonton, Canada. <laughs> so we had a lot ah, to talk about. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to Edmonton soon. Next week. I miss that city. It's a, uh, you know, I miss cold Texas. Alberta was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I very much, in, very much enjoyed that. Now Fort, um, what's the other one, Colin? It's not Fort McMurray. It's the, uh, uh, the other big oil sands town. There's Fort McMurray, and then there's another Fort's town. Fort. Uh, nah, I can't can't think of the other name. But regardless, uh, McMurray's okay. The other one's not so great. It left such a good impression on me. I can't remember the name of the city. <laughs> I want to say it's Fort Myer, but I, I don't think that's right. Yeah, I, I can't remember it either. Yeah. I can remember Lethbridge and Medicine Hat, but I can't remember any other fort besides McMurray. Yeah, I could probably pull up a map and confirm it, but anyways. Um, Zelda's coming out in a couple weeks. I'm very pumped for that. Very excited. Awesome. Are you? Are you pumped that Nintendo pretty much uh, threw the book at that one guy that was selling hacked Switches? I don't think I heard about that. They garnished his wages, and so now he has to pay like 25 to 30% of each of his paychecks pretty much for the rest of his life. Whoa. Until he pays back 10 to $14 million, some shit like that. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Brutal. So he was hacking a Switch and selling them online? He was selling them, yeah. And then I think they fined him $500,000 per hacked Switch that he sold. Whoa! Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, and I think he got some jail time too. I'm trying to remember his name. I think his last name is Bowser. Or Browser. Ah, damn it, I was reading it. Now what was he remember. hacking it to do? Get free games? I don't know. Let me see. Switch. Nintendo is merciless when it comes to that. Yeah, they... Here we go. Yeah, the guy's last name was Bowser. 
<laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Gary Bowser. Guilty case fell prosecution last year. French National. Let's see what is he doing. Yeah, I'm curious to what he was actually hacking this thing to do. Wait, okay, wait. Arrested French National. Oh, with a French National. He's actually Canadian. No relation to the Doug Bowser. That's North American president of Nintendo. <laughs> Participating <laughs> right. in the scheme to create and distribute tools designed to hack switches. So they sell tools so people could so they can get Nintendo Switch games for free. Okay, yeah, that's straight up theft. <laughs> um, yeah, but still, uh, the amount that they threw the book at him is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, which uh, the plea describes role in marketing, distributing. I have no has... concept to how that would work unless you're. So, if you're hacking, I guess, okay, I guess the way it would function is you get the tool, you hack into the eShop, and then you can just download games for free that yeah. way, which. Yeah, that's that's straight up theft. <laughs> yeah, that's the case. It doesn't really say. It just says that to get games for free. So that might be it. Yeah. So I I I don't really have that much sympathy <laughs> in that case. Like it'd be one thing to just kind of go on okay, a random yeah. site online and just hit the download button. You're like, mm, okay, because someone else is distributing them. Yeah, they had a custom operating system that got players around Nintendo security features. There you go. There you go. That's that. I mean, that's to me, that's like, uh, hey, <laughs> this is a tool in which you can rob banks. <laughs> go to an ATM and just take money out. <laughs> OK, so they're saying this article saying damages of. 2500 for each traffic device as well as 15 $150,000 for each copyright violation. So they're going to try to get more people with this. So I guess each game you stole or changed or hacked, they're trying to hit you with $150,000. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. once that person hacks it, then they have it and they, then they can also distribute it and yeah, I mean it sounds like an arbitrary number, but and we all know Nintendo doesn't like you to have their games for long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're a good chunk into this podcast. <clears throat> I have only been playing uh, 2K23. Uh, that was very enlightening, Joey. You've been mm -hmm. playing anything else besides Satisfactory and 2K? Just a little bit of EverQuest, but nothing really. Yeah. Been watching the hockey playoffs or the NBA playoffs? No, I just I don't like the state that the NBA is in right now. Oh, it's terrible, right? I, that's I like defense. I like you know scrappy games. That's why I like watching U of H play in college because they play very scrappy and very tough defense. So watching NBA, it's just like any time an offensive player gets touched or even looked at, it's a foul. And it's just annoying. Yeah, and then the style is just nonstop three pointers. Yeah, and like, uh, Embiid kicked some guy in the nuts and only got a fragrant one, and Harden may have a flagrant two. Like, they're not consistent in the same game for fouls. It's, I don't know. It's just boring to me. Uh, well, the ho I, I can, I can um, at, at the very least say the NHL playoffs have been extremely exciting, with the exception mm -hmm. of Game 3 Bruins, Florida Panthers. If you can still hear me. 
Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, yeah. Didn't uh, Toronto get blown out their first game? Yeah, in game one. And then they came back in game two and beat the shit out of the Lightning, and that was fantastic. That was phenomenal. There was a, there's a really good moment in that Toronto uh, Lightning game where Lightning they're losing like 7-2 to two or what, what might the score be at that time. And there's a woman in a yellow sweatshirt just screaming and chirping the, the lightning dude in the penalty box late in the game. And it's, <laughs> I was listening to it on the radio. People were just having so much fun with it where you listen to Toronto commentary go like huge, heavy, thick Canadian accents. You got a fat woman there yapping. Or is that a man with long hair? I don't know. But this crowd is going nuts. This is playoff hockey. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts to, and then the radio show cut to the Tampa Bay commentary, the same thing. And it go, and they go, this is just, uh, this is just appalling to see the fans act this way. This is clearly a violation of the fans code of conduct. This needs to not be stood for. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I love that. That's great. It's totally biased commentary. (laughs) Yeah, I hate bias <laughs> commentary. Yeah, but in that case, it's it's home team, and then <laughs> yeah, when is yeah. that different? But still, <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh God, I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then the Avalanche and Kraken are playing kind of exactly how I thought they would do, where the Kraken just match up very well against the Avs, and um, I mean, when you have like half half the Avalanche players and coaches over the last three years on the team, of course, you know their system. So it's just a matter of which team is better since, since they kind of know each other so well. Uh, and yeah, the Bruins and Florida Panthers are like, it's horrible to watch playoff hockey in Florida, at least in the Panthers sense. There, there, It's just, you would never know that there's like 10,000 or whatever fans. How many there? They're, they're just all sitting on their hands. No one's excited. It's boring. It was, it was super boring. And I blame I you know what I blame the fans why the Florida Panthers lost that game as they did. Well, yeah. How are the players supposed to get excited and get pumped and have energy with uh, with a an arena of just dead people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't really been paying attention. You're not a real Canadian, <laughs> Colin. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like the Blue Jays, who are doing well, by the way. Don't like hockey. Ugh. <laughs> What's next? You don't I'm still like more poutine? Canadian than you. <laughs> How'd you guess? I knew it. See, Joey, this guy can't be real. <laughs> well, Canada is Brit- Britain adjacent as well, but my neck of the woods is American adjacent. So, who knows? We're of different breed. We Southern Ontarians. Southern Ontarians. I don't know why that sounds funny to me. <laughs> Not unlike those people who live in Barrie. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a deep cut, I guess. Or Thunder Bay. Or Sudbury. Or Sault Ste. Marie. I could go all day with this. Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to play a drop. And we can talk about these. Oh, uh, one quick thing. What's up? Have, have either of you seen the, the Super Mario movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I've heard it's very, very uh, entertaining. It is. I saw it with my brother's family. And it was really, it's really enjoyable. Lots of, 
Lots of fun, subtle little details that reference all the different games. Just pure fan service for the for the Nintendo fans. I heard the message they're portraying, and you can tell me if this is wrong, that you can achieve anything with uh, performing enhancing drugs. <laughs> well, isn't that just a fact of life? So it is true, is it? Is it? Not necessarily. It's more uh, persistence, tenacity, and hard work on top of those. Okay, performing enhancing drugs. That's the way to go. Got it. <laughs> sure, go with that. Okay, playing the drop. Okay. God, I love that Shatterhand music. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah, so good. So good. You heard it. <laughs> yep, totally. <laughs> totally. All right, Joey, bring us in. Why did you choose this topic? What is it? The theme and get into our first game. ECEU. I chose it because we had too many good games. We can't go a year without shit. So I need to make sure we had some terrible games. I don't know. Um, we played so, a couple, a couple disappointing ones back in November for my farming. <laughs> yeah, that was in November, 2022. 2023 needs some shit, so I'm gonna Let's pile see, it on. I had some shit with my topic. Yeah, but we really needed some some games we just despise. <laughs> right, so, you are. I chose the first game, then I had to think of a theme around it, and I was just looking for other terrible games, and then I saw a second one on the list. I was like, okay, I can I can bring these two together. So this is where we're at. And the first game we'll talk about is Superman, the new Superman Adventures, because you need Superman twice in the in the title, also known as <laughs> Superman sixty four. It's like all those Star Wars games we're playing. The, the last Star Wars, episode. Star Wars titles, Star Wars Adventures, Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Leaders, Jedi t- Type Two, or. Whatever. Whatever these titles are. Yeah. <laughs> Superman, the new Superman adventures, commonly known as Superman, Superman 64. 64. We have finally yep. played this game. Yep. Developed and published by Titus Interactive. And it came out in 99. Of course, on Nintendo 64. God, every get. time I hear people talk about the game or even just think about it, you know, as I do on a morning bike ride on a Saturday. Um, I do, too, think about this every Saturday morning. Right. Specifically on your bike. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, this came out in 99. I always think it's like, oh, it came out. It had to be like 96 or 97 or whenever the N64 first came out. And they were first getting into 3D graphics and, <clears throat> you know, they were working around doing things for the first time. Eh, no, almost almost in the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, this game is just terrible. Like, I've heard it was bad, but finally playing it. I know it's bad. Let's get into this shit fest, shall we? They couldn't even finish building the city. They put like a couple buildings here or there, and then there's a lot of flat buildings. Uh, yes, flat buildings just and fog. Fly over. Yeah, fog. Can't I, see past it. It's it's. There's less fog in Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to fly through rings, which they call a maze. That's not what a maze is. Yeah. Well, some of the shittiest flight mechanics of any game I've ever played. 
the amount oh, yeah. of times you miss the rings <laughs> makes you go left and right in ways you don't want to go. So that's like a maze. <laughs> no, no, it's just so terrible. So bad. The flying mechanics, yes, is terrible because it always tries to return you back to center. So you have to like tap to go up because if you tap too much, you fly over top. And then if you don't get there in time and then you get to go to the car and you miss the people, you got to start all the way back over and go through fucking rings again. Yeah, and glitches are prevalent throughout this game. Oh, come on. Falling... There's only some most glitches. <laughs> Whether you're falling through the bottom of the map or get sent flying all the way to the other side of the map during a ring flying section just because you got within three feet of a building wall. Okay, when was the, the camera... first experience of you falling through the world abyss? I... I just watched angry video game nerd videos. Okay. I I didn't fall through, but I got stuck in the ground. Was that yeah, specifically that when you pick up the police car? No, like... I was flying and I actually pressed the stop flying button and I dropped into the water and then I couldn't move. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. Apparently, if you like fall, fly into the water and then just stop, you can't get out. Yep. I got stuck. <laughs> And the game makes you collect your powers instead of having them from the beginning like Superman actually does. Well, that's because it's the new Superman Adventures, okay? You're the new Superman. You haven't been the full Superman yet, obviously. Yeah, duck, Holland. Come on. How silly of me. And you have to go through this maze to save your friends. Wow, so exciting. Well, and okay. All in a to virtual be, okay. world. So in, if you look in the... Um, I think it's the the instruction manual, the little book. It does have <laughs> lore involved with why Superman doesn't have that many powers and all of the terrible graphics in the game. They said Lex Luthor has engulfed the city in kryptonite fog. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Yeah, why not? Hey, they put they put some reasons in there. <laughs> guys we need we need reasons why we can't give them everything ah. yeah retroactively like we're not good enough to have them have this all the time if they have these powers the whole game it will crash people might have fun <laughs> what yeah. fun in a superman game and yet you couldn't even make your boss fights actually threatening you just punch them until they die and they barely fight back. Yeah, all the combat was just terrible. Yeah, you just stunlock everything. Yeah. I guess that's that's true to Superman, though. You're right. Yeah, he uh, just stunlocks everybody because he's too overpowered. I mean, the only <laughs> ones that potentially, what, like, Darkseid might be able to fight him. Was he even in this yeah. game? I didn't really get to any bosses. Um, I don't remember. I didn't get too far in the game. It was too painful. <laughs> and also didn't help that I couldn't configure my controller right, so I had to use the flying on the right thumbstick, but also <laughs> had to hold down the buttons on the Xbox controller, so I was using a third of my controller to play this stupid game. Phenomenal. <laughs> Love it. Did anyone here watch the Superman cartoon this is based off of? No. No. I don't like uh, You should. 
I mean, it's made by the same guys who did Batman the animated oh, series. I mean, I, I've probably I probably watched a little bit of it as a kid, but I definitely watched a lot more of the Batman one. Fair enough. Yeah, and there it's also in the same universe as Batman, wow. and later led into the Justice League cartoon, among others. Yeah, I do like the Justice League cartoon. Was that also in the '90s, or was that Justice League one in the '80s? Mm, no, it was. Well, if we're talking like the Bruce Tim Justice League, that's like late nineties, early two thousands. Two thousand one to two thousand four. What am I yeah. thinking of then? Maybe the Super Friends. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, because I don't see any Justice League cartoons. At least not on this wiki list shows anything before the two thousand one one. Let's see, Super Friends. I th- I, th- I think Colin's right. I think I'm thinking of the Super Friends one. Yeah, that's from '73. Yep. Okay, yeah, that was the, that are. was the one I I watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I watched the the Bruce Tim Superman quite a lot as a kid, and I really liked it. I mean, it's probably the best Superman related property since the first two Christopher Reeve movies. And yes, I'm including the newest movies in that as well. Superman's just boring to me. I don't... He's just too strong. I just don't find anything... Him in, like, any danger, really. Yeah, I've definitely seen this uh, this Justice League as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at, like, pictures from the show. Everything. I'm like, okay, yeah, this rings a bell. And I'm seeing the yeah, 70s need- one, and I also recognize that, but way more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according to Angry Video Game Nerd, there was in recent years there was a ROM leaked of the PlayStation version that never got released. Oh no! Because apparently the game was originally supposed to be a PlayStation game, but due to having to make a ton of changes to make the game work on N64, they ran out of time with the PlayStation license, so it never got released on there. <laughs> it was too much to fix. Well, actually, it looks like. <clears throat> Looks like that version is actually playable. Yeah, because they tried to fix it. It was just the original version that was supposed to be. (laughs) They had to to crowbar a lot of shit around with the N64 version just to make it work. Because different hardware and shit. But if you want more details, you can always watch the Matt McMuscles video. Matt McMuscles. Talking about the behind the scenes drama. Yeah, it's his What Happened series. What happened to Superman 64? There's all kinds of behind-the-scenes drama that led to it being released in such a broken state. It's always something with these games. Always something. Okay, so, um, yeah, I didn't get very far. I broke the game a lot. The rings, flying through rings sucks. Hated it. Uh, well, I, I looked... Looked ahead in a video, and the rings keep coming back. Of so course, even they further do. into the, the game, you still got to fly through fucking rings. Oh yeah, I'm failing yeah. this one. Yeah, easy fail. <laughs> failing it. I I agree with Game Revolution on their their grades here. Um, which I mean, honestly, looking, Nintendo Power gave this a four point seven out of ten, and official Nintendo Magazine gave it a forty nine percent. Console Plus gave it fifty five. So some people out there. Gave them some decent reviews. Ooh, Super Game Power gave it a 3.8 out of 5. 
Wow. Maybe it's because it was on the N64, and they're like, uh, okay, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be easy on this one. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying that game actually got some decent reviews. I don't, I'm I like, our next game. <laughs> well, compared to the reviews this one got, our next game is Batman Dark Tomorrow. Came out in 2003 for the GameCube and Xbox. I played uh, the Xbox version. Developed published by Kemco. I did the GameCube because it slightly got a better Metacritic score by four points. So I played the better version. It was supposed to be a GameCube exclusive. <laughs> supposed to be. But, you know, uh, it's a Batman property. Can't be too selfish. We got to put this piece of trash on two consoles. PS2, saved. <laughs> I mean, I thought this game would be hands down better than Superman, but I'm not sure. I, okay, so when I saw Batman Dark Tomorrow, I'm like, oh, it's a Batman game. How bad could it be? And in in the same light, I thought, no way this could be worse than Superman 64. I am here to say this is worse. Yeah, But not in, like, the broken way. Just no, in a, tried, this is entirely terrible and unacceptable way. They tried telling a story, but like even the intro scene with uh, whoever the fuck those people are, I forget their names, uh, Sal Ghul, whatever, and his daughter, and they're like, father, daughter, and him. Like they don't <laughs> drop Batman, like they're just being all mysterious. Like I'm playing a Batman game. I know who the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> no, it's it's him. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the gameplay breaks down to kick or punch the enemy and then spend five seconds handcuffing them. Go on to yeah. the next one, kick or punch them, five seconds handcuffing. It's so repetitive and boring and stiff. And the game sometimes has to decide if it wants to work or not. Jumping is terrible. The gadgets are terrible. Nothing really works. It's just slow, stiff, and boring. So, and whoever did Batman's jump flip animation must have been really proud of it because it happens just about every time he jumps. I or the backflip off of whatever he's swinging from. Yep, and his running animation is really goofy. I just, it, the way I was describing this game in my head as I was reluctantly playing it for longer than I probably should. The concept really struck me as kind of an old NES title where it's a lot of trial and error to figure out what works where and when because there's no tutorial exactly of what gadget to use and when or how to progress through the game it's uh just even when you come across the first enemies and you you're just like all right how do I attack them okay they're down but what do I do to get rid of them you have no clue and I'm looking up like videos of like, what do I do with this? I have to, why do I have to handcuff every single person? Can't I just like go to the next area? Well, you no. could kind of in some circumstances, but mostly you have to take care of everyone. Otherwise they like follow you and you can't really progress anymore. And the animation of handcuffing every single person is a good, like five seconds of just, there's a, there's a lot of graphical camera cuts. It's like kind of cinematic, but not really. Yeah. It's very strange. And every everything has... it. It's almost like it was set up like an old Resident Evil game, but unintentionally. Yeah. They just wanted a cinematic type 
look to it, which failed well, in every aspect. I think it got cut down to a Resident Evil type game because it originally was supposed to be open world. But I guess yeah, they also... realized how limited all the movement is. They're like, this ain't going to work. Yeah. I also heard comparisons to Metal Gear Solid. I was compare. I was comparing this game to Enter the Matrix when we played that for the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I found myself comparing this to. And yeah. I'm just I'm just playing like I'm I, the, the beginning section where you're going building the building. Like it yeah, says no. it's linear. And I'm like, there's nothing linear about this because they just don't know where to go at any point in time. The map is the map in your upper right hand corner is very unhelpful. There's no there's no, you, no indication just, of where to go. You need to like, aim towards the red building that's on the map. Okay. Did the Xbox not have a red building on the map? Because the GameCube version had a red building on the map. I mean, wasn't paying that much attention, but like, it's like, okay, that's the building I think I need to jump to. It'll, that's when it will allow me to actually jump off it. But then you have to decipher, do mm-hmm. I use the, uh, what was the black, the back claw that goes into midair. You don't know what you're <laughs> attaching. So we we no, played a Batman no. game that kind of did. Well, we played a Spider Man game that uh, on the PlayStation that just functions way better. They just go, yeah, you that, that came out a year later. N- no, uh, uh, this is even before that. The one I'm thinking of, where it's just a fog throughout the world, and you just your your string just attaches in midair in nothing. Yeah, yeah, all the gadgets on Batman did that because I. I used the wrong one the first time I tried to get across the building. I used the uh, the one that shoots straight up. Yeah. But the, for something that shoots straight up into nowhere, it limits how far you can bring yourself up. Right. Which is stupid. You, all you can do is ascend and descend, and then you jump off it. Yeah, but if you use the bat cable or cable. Bat cable, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one you're supposed to use, and I didn't know, but apparently you're supposed to jump up on top of the higher parts of the building to use it, and at least that's what I saw in a video after I gave up, because I kept yes. dying. So the back cable allows you to actually have momentum going forward, but unless you're at the right height, you'll just smack into everything and die. <laughs> like, thank Which God this game had infinite continues. What you didn't like watching Batman fall to his death over and over again? I made him fall to his death many, many times in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the other thing was there's like weird. So it says it's a stealth based game. Like in the gameplay, it says this is linear, and I said no, it's not <laughs> stealth based. Certainly not. There's nothing stealth yeah. about it. Even though you have uh, buttons of like wall wall uh, wall crawling and crouching, I'm like, when do I ever use this though? Like, yeah, I enter but... an area accidentally because I don't know where I'm going, and th- there's just immediately guys with machine guns shooting at me. Shooting at you, and then the stupid civilians running away. Right. Help! Somebody help! 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 Over get, and yeah, over and over again. Way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, did you watch the endings? There's four endings to this game. No, I did not. Please tell. Okay, so the best me. end. <laughs> um, you beat Tao Ghoul, or whatever the fuck his name is. Razagul? Yeah, Razagul, yeah. Um, you beat him, and then you kind of, like, fence, and you beat him, and then you punch him and throw down your sword, and as you're talking, um, I think, I, forget, I don't remember who it is, one of his henchmen or another bad guy comes and throws a sword at you, but you dodge it, and it kills uh, 
Roz, and then self-destruction, the building collapses, and you save the world. So that's the best ending. Then there's four bad endings. There's one where you win. There's four bad endings? So there's two endings where you beat him, two endings where you fail to beat him. So on the second ending that you beat him, which is my favorite ending, um, you're like, oh, I damaged it. And he gets a report. He's like, from his enemy, he's like, how long would it take to repair it? They're like, 17 hours. He's like, you failed, Batman. It's only a mere hours you gave the world. And then you see his face, and it's just like graphically so wrong his mouth is open and he's like uh. I was like what did you guys forget to add teeth or something like it just looks so stupid so then he falls to his knees and yells no and I was like god damn it that was just hilarious so then the, of the two bad endings there's one where um, you die and then he just pulls the trigger and ends the world and then the other one, you die, and but I think you stop the explosion. But he's like, "You just stop me for now. I'll cleanse the world after you're dead." Like, so there's really only one good ending. So you beat the game, but the world essentially ends. <laughs> yeah, unless you do everything right. So um, how do you know you I did these things right? <laughs> I don't know. I skipped through. I just wanted to cut through <laughs> the endings. I don't know how you get these. I just saw that there was four endings on this game plan. I was like, I need to see these. Mm. So I'm not going to watch this whole fucking game. It's, I skipped through and I was like, okay, it can't be just beat someone up and handcuff them all the time. And I kept skipping and he kept oh, doing it every time I yes, skipped to it. Yes, I was like, it is. <laughs> Holy fuck. It was the same exact thing, just at a different location. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe you, you don't do the side quest or there's a quest i don't know how the different endings come about but there's four endings hmm. okay so now i ask the big question is a broken game worse than a completed bad game that is hard to say at least in this case so in my mind a broken N64 game actually has in it a minute excuse because A, it's on the N64, and if it's broken, you're not going to waste your time. Okay? You're yeah, just you like, can, this uh-huh. game sucks, I'm done. You can return it. Hey, game's broken, let me return it. Right. But a completed game that's just straight up horrible, it like gives you this false sense of, well, surely it can't all be bad. Yeah. Maybe it's on the tutorial. Maybe maybe that's fighting style. Maybe I get something that automatically handcuffs them later. Maybe, maybe maybe there's something better. Yeah, you get the hope. The hope that kills you. So my vote <laughs> will go for Batman Dark Tomorrow as a worse game. Oh, I'm definitely saying it's a worse game. Right, I want to ask one more thing of okay. you, JD. Would you say the rooftop traversal in Batman, is it better or worse than Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness? Um, so I actually beat Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, I got further in Tomb Raider than I did Batman. So, oh, that's a. I, th- I think Tomb Raider Angel. Oh my god. Um, I. I think Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness is better, <laughs> like for sure, <laughs> than Batman <laughs> Dark Tomorrow. Because I could actually nah. 
I could actually play that, and the game wasn't mundane and boring and repetitive, and I could figure out where to go. I would say the mechanics in this Batman game, once you kind of figure out their little shtick to it, I would say this is better, technically. But it's not like they did anything unique with it, either. So, Tomb Raider, Angel of Darkness had at least a sense of style and purpose to what you were doing in this yeah, one. I'm it talking was... specifically about rooftop traversal here, not the entire game as a whole. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm talking. I'm, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting into je- I'm, I'm breaking down why the rooftops in Tomb Raider were like more interesting, but still harder. So I, ge- right. I guess technically Batman's better than that. Yeah, but I think Tomb Raider was still achievable and like, yeah, a bad camera angle, but like it didn't have broken tools as bad as Batman does. Or relying on a jump, I guess Tomb Raider did. You have to rely on a jump and hope it worked the way it's supposed to, but not. It didn't always do that. Yeah, well, because of the way Tomb Raider's jumping mechanic was functioned, it was kind of like it was still kind of keeping the old school war- way where you had to be very careful, you had to line up everything, and then go. and then But then you were, like, on it and good. This one, you never, like, had to line up everything. You would just jump, and hopefully you did the mechanic right. Or hopefully the game decides that you want to grab on the ledge or not. I mean, Tomb Raider was very much like, well, Tomb Raider... I don't even think Tomb Raider had the mechanic right in the first place. So, yeah, I'm going to go with technically Batman is better for that. Boy, I really, that's okay. a tough, that was a tough question. <laughs> really, had me, really had me thinking. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, now, do I think Angel of Darkness was better than Batman? I do. It's a little mm-hmm. far, but I do. <laughs> I read up on how you get the four endings. There's a... If you deactivate or not, Roz's weapon. So if you go over there and take care of that, that deviates the endings, depending on if you win or lose the fight. So, Yeah, I really really think this is one of the worst completed games I've ever played, is this Batman game. (laughs) This game also had a cancelled PlayStation uh, (laughs) version. PlayStation knows when to say, ah, let's not release this on our console. <laughs> They're like, uh, let's cut it out. Let's cut it out. Get that shit away from us. At least until games were allowable to be on a network of sorts, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just like, ah, it's just a shitty digital thing, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was a deep <laughs> thought process with the Tomb Raider question. God, I want to play Tomb Raider now. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> play like Tomb Raider 3 or something. That'll be fun. Ooh, I like Game Informer's review of this. It gave it a 0. 0.75 out of 10. So not even a point. said, incomprehensible and littered with bugs. And the Dark Knight gets his wings clipped in his latest adventure. Well, it's a good review. It's a good one. Um... I would say I can't even call I like obviously I'm giving this an F without question. 
Mm-hmm. As for which one I hated more, I guess it'd be Batman. Just because the hope factor of maybe it'll be better at some point. <laughs> which it, it never did. So, played it longer yeah. unintentionally. Oh, this thing on Wiki said there was no indication on how to get the good ending in-game. So if you didn't know you had to take out the weapons, you weren't going to get the good ending. So glad. <laughs> no wonder No wonder everyone's like, oh, why did one-third of the world like blow up is, or whatever it was? Why does it always blow up? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think this game is terrible. It's an F. And I... I would say it's worse than Superman. Well, I give both of them Fs, but between the two of them, whichever one's worse, it's very close, but I think I'm leaning more towards uh, Superman. I'm going against the green here. Yeah, so you're of the mind that a straight-up broken game is, like, obviously it's technically worse from the completed standpoint, right? Is that where you're you're standing? Maybe more. It's more that at least Batman has some redeeming qualities in that Batman's voice actor is, isn't half bad. And the story isn't terrible. Seems fairly faithful to the comics. Mm. That's Batman's enough. costume is kind of cool in that game. I could see that. But I still hate it. <laughs> yeah, just just by a sliver is uh, is Superman for me. Okay. Well, I have my theme pick next time, and I I think I got got something already involved. So, guys, this uh, was just episode, head, what's up? Just a heads up, I I won't be available for that one because I'm away with my family. Ooh, just me and Joey. In Alberta. Okay. Ooh. It's a twosome next time. Right. Let's go. No, no more Menage a Trois podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this was the episode 135. See you next time. Bye. Bye now.